Are you still in pain? Have you heard this story? Huh? A man injures his leg during a hunt. He's in the middle of the savannah. No means to treat the wound. The leg rots and death approaches. Last minute he's picked up by an airplane. He looks down and sees a land of pure white below him, glistening in the light. It's the summit of a snow-capped mountain. The mountain is Kilimanjaro. As he gazes down, he feels the life flowing out of him, and he thinks, that's where I was headed. And? I hate stories like that. Men only think about the past right before their death. Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we typically watch and review random Christmas episodes, but we're still in the off-season and making our way through our quarantine time, and we're starting the first of our short series called Screw You, Watch This, where we trade off the hosting duties for an episode and each pick uh, something of particular interest that we force the other two people to watch. And today we're going to start with John, but before we get to that, let me check in with my co-hosts. How are you guys doing today? Howdy, partner. <laughs> I am... I am quarantined, masked, deeply sanitized, and contained. Yeah, I'm masked even talking to you guys over the internet. I don't want to spread those germs digitally. <laughs> Frankly, hearing a human voice for the first time in, I don't know, days. So, <laughs> startled. <laughs> Does it kind of remind you of that one Scrubs bit where uh, if you think you're a lonely guy, check out that guy. And uh, someone hits the delivery guy's shoulder, and he just goes, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I do know that bit. That's a good bit. (laughs) That's a great bit. I'm like an aggressively introverted person, and corona quarantine is maybe even a little too introverted for me. Like, (laughs) Like, I don't... I, I always say I don't care for most people or things, and I'm like, oh, like maybe like a little bit more than I thought, I guess. I feel like I've been doing all right in the quarantine, you know? Uh, April and I haven't killed each other yet. The dog's gotten plenty of walks and uh, just been trying to work on projects and stay a little fit. So, been eating better. That's good. The I just I hate going to a place and not having any noise because everyone's afraid to get close to each other. Like, going to the grocery store and it's just like... <laughs> like there's like really unease to it where everyone's like someone coughs we take them down like just put them out <laughs> what the fuck is going on with the world that's true i mean you can't go anywhere like even just we've been going for a lot of walks we've been trying to go for a walk every day and like runners and bicyclists need to get on board with this whole social distancing thing because i get that you want to respect the rules of the bike path but if you have room on the other side where you're not supposed to bike do that so you're not biking up over my shoulder with your heavy breathing (laughs) just rubbing sweat on you have you considered that you just need to move it on your left i we literally aren't even on the path we're walking on the grass off of the path and people and the path is wide open and they still insist on sticking as close to the shoulder as possible so they don't oh uh offend the bicycle rules by like because in madison they have the bike path is divided into lanes like a road like so they have coming and going it's like 
you can be on the opposite lane that you're not supposed to if no one is there to avoid being close to other people. But they just don't want to because they're bicyclists and they think they own the roads. Can we get Chris drunk and do a mini episode on this topic alone? <laughs> I I just want to also, for the record, enjoy the fact that I bought a home, like I bought a bunch of stuff for having a home gym because I hate being around other people, and I am now going to be the strongest person in the apocalypse. So excellent. <laughs> That's yeah. excellent. Dibs John for my apocalypse team. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. The only one who can go to the gym. I can be the hottest one in the mass graves. I'm kind of waiting for a moment where we're at the grocery store or maybe, you know, we're picking up food at a restaurant to support local businesses. And um, somebody starts choking on something like an almond and then everybody's just doing that awkward look around. Like who, who gives the guy the Heimlich maneuver who breaks (laughs) self-isolation? We, uh, we got to save a guy, but uh, we don't want to get continued. Let's, let's save him. Let's, let's just save him. Honestly, Brian, it should be you or me because we were essential work. I was an essential worker. I no longer am. And you still are. So like. I am. Yeah. You like, you, if, if we were going to get it, we probably have it. So like, get in there right. and hug him. <laughs> give give, him, give here, him the old guy. saving hug. Come here. Come here, you choking son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just protect the 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 love the love hug the the safety don't hug. you don't <laughs> just slaps so speaking of dystopian earths you guys want to talk about cowboy bebop hell God, yeah right i do all right so podcast viewers or listeners and if you're listeners. viewing if you're viewing this i guess stop because don't be in our house um <laughs> today is today is John Day and we're gonna talk about Animu. Uh which is which is great and just a fun fun thing. And we're gonna do the last three episodes of Cowboy Bebop, which I've always kinda I would usually say like the last two were like, yeah, you can watch those like a movie and it'll it'll make enough sense and you'll have fun because like the art's really cool. But I had always kind of people had always actually even the one before this, like the last four kind of get lumped together is like you should really be watching all those, but every now and again, I would just, like, watch the last two because I like them, and they're, like, legitimately, it was, like, the first episode I ever saw was the last episode of Cowboy Bebop when I was a little a little tween trying desperately to go watch in an Inuyasha, and, like, <laughs> I was in a different time zone, and I was too stupid to figure it out, so, so I, like, I wandered into it, and I'm like, oh my god, this show's, like, an incredibly sad thing, and I love it immediately because I have Sad Boy on the inside. John, real quick, Inuasha was the one with the spirit gun, right? Uh, you are thinking of Yu Yu Hakusho. Damn it! Sir. All right, never mind. <laughs> Inuasha is like the one with like the fox boy, which is does not make me sound cooler. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it does not. <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho is cooler, but also for fucking nerds. But yeah, so what? I was like, Whoa, when people what? are, it's it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you watch, oh, God, if you watch, I might have to change my screw. You watch this. If you watch anime in general, you're a nerd. Sorry, it just everybody. turns into an anime podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, we're hijacking your idea. Chris's Chris's true fear comes true. 
I mean, we can do whatever we want in the off months. <laughs> <laughs> John, John and Brian, John and Brian not only derail every episode, but also the concept of every episode. <laughs> but yeah, so basically if people weren't into anime, I would tell them to watch these two. And I kind of wanted to incorporate the third one to force myself to like watch it. Because I know people tend to really like um, the 24th episode and... I had last watched through the show in its entirety when I was like 22, and I remember thinking it was kind of lame. But <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to see if I liked it, and I think my opinion did change a little bit. And we can talk to the other boys about it. But just uh, just preface warning: we called Chris the narrator in college for a reason, and we called we said I was a wild card for a reason. So this is gonna <laughs> be rough. All right. So who's ready for a little plot breakdown? Let's do it. All right. Tell me about it. So we open up the 24th episode with Faye looking at a video of her lost path while Ed looks on. Ed appears to know where this waterfall she's looking at is, so she convinces him to take her to that location, but not before Ed forces a detour to his former orphanage and daycare. During this time, Spike and Jet realize they've been rerouted away from their bounty on Mars to Earth, but come in contact with a conveniently placed 50 million Wulong bounty that's nearby. That bounty happens to be Ed's estranged father, and Ed pilots the ship to her father, breaking breaking up the tussle between Spike and Ludwig. Uh, this happens right before Jet realizes it was a 50 Wulong bounty, and also faked by Ed. At the end of the episode sees Ed leaving his family on the bebop to reunite with his biological father, while Faye leaves to grapple with her own lost path. And, but the boys finally get to eat some protein, instead of bell peppers and beef without beef, with no extra mouths to feed. You wouldn't exactly call this bell peppers and beef, would you, Jet? <laughs> it is terrible. when you're broke. It's terrible cooking. Uh, <laughs> it is terrible cooking. It's just bad. So the next episode opens up with a complete non-sequitur of Vicious meeting with the heads of the Red Dragon Syndicate. Spike and Spike and Jet having a beer at the bar before they're attacked by Red Dragon members. Former associate of Spike's brother informs them that his long-lost love, Julia, is alive and in Parsis. Who was shot in the attack threats convinced Spike to not go pursue that fight that he's no longer part of. Uh, Faye, who is still reeling from her, from her realization that her past is gone forever and that there's no escape from her bleak future, bumps into a fleeing Julia. After a gunfight, which there will, I'm going to say, after a gunfight, probably four more times, Julia tells Faye, <laughs> tells Faye to inform Spike <laughs> that she'll be waiting for him. Jet once again tells Spike to let it go, and even Faye tries to convince him to no avail. The Red Dragon attack, the Bebop, and Spike heads out to Julia. During this time, Vicious usurps the Syndicate. Next episode, Sweet sees Spike meeting up with Julia uh, at the spot where he had attempted to meet up with her in the past. Um, Julia reveals the plot that she was sent there to kill him, uh, and is not, and asks him to run away. He refuses, and they go to meet up with another associate who they find shot. Despite Julia's pleas to not pursue this, Spike arms up and is in, an alter is in a gunfight with the members of the Red Dragon. During this altercation, Julia is shot and killed, forcing Spike back to the Bebop, who takes one last attempt to stop him. Nevertheless, Spike pursues his one-man storm on the headquarters in his final fight with Vicious. I did it. I, did, I talked for like four Ooh. minutes straight. <laughs> it did kind of remind me of this video that's a Fast and the Furious synopsis. Um, where throughout the video, the guy just goes racing, <laughs> gunfight. It's it's so weird to talk about these episodes, kind of um, 
just as like written out like plot points like that yeah because it just you realize it makes less sense <laughs> than you remember watching it it makes no sense and it's just like and gunfight and gunfight <laughs> <laughs> and then they get into a fight and that's like not what the show's about usually every show is like a little fun action sequence but it's you know like a love letter to 70s and 80s noirs and shit like that i really enjoyed the part first off great synopsis yes well done well thank you second i loved how you exchanged the uh pronouns for ed between male and female uh fucked up it's it's female pronouns (laughs) it's supposed to be female no nobody knows what ed's gender is i guess it is like my i think it's ed's biologically um like his biological sex is female but he like ed gives no ed gives no fucks he just wants to do computer shit ed is ed I actually kind of like Ed. I used to hate Ed so much. I used to think Ed was, like, show-ruining. No, 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 because Ed is the purest of all the characters. You know, everybody tries to get off this, you know, I don't nonchalant, I don't really care vibe, but Ed is truly the only person that does not care or give a shit. Absolutely, and I think Ed is kind of um, the only person who, like, reconciles with their their like past trauma correctly in the show and that's why they're the happiest at the end of it and yeah like like ed is just ed's just existing just just being ed and they like i probably should talk to my dad huh i guess i'll do that that seems okay and then they're not involved in hell <laughs> which is great <laughs> what i really liked about this episode the first of the last three that we watched um and i'm coming to this as someone who knew nothing about this show except that it existed and was an anime was i had also recently just finished re-watching avatar the last airbender and this episode really reminded me of that show's penultimate episode which is the ember island players where they like are on this island and they get this like they go to a play which is recapping all their adventures and kind of a skewed view and but but what that episode is is it's the breather before all the shit goes down in the end and like i really got that sense from this first episode with ed where like oh this is like a breather we're gonna wrap up a little bit it's like a little sweeter um but the real shit is about to go down i think this episode is kind of like sneaky heavy and that's why people really dig it as much as they do because it it does like like the ending scene is such a bummer like i just like in terms of just being like super subtly sad where it's like he reaches over to like the other plate because he's like we're alone now like these people who like don't naturally like each other but kind of like forge this little bond and do like now kind of do care about each other are like now broken apart and he's just like just so bummed as that like really fucking melodramatic song plays and he's like I mean, just eat these it, this fucker's eggs because he's not coming back. Well, it's not just that the band got broken up. It's that the two that remained were abandoned, uh, which makes it just a little bit sadder. There's no goodbye. There's no nothing. It's just, you know, people walk away from them, and that's tough for them. Yeah. That's like, it's it's a fun episode in terms of, or not, I guess it's not fun because I don't know that fun is Cowboy Bebop. It has like, moments of fun and then all the fun goes away when you lose ed because it has no medium to do slapstick anymore <laughs> like <laughs> it just is like right. uh, it has like like and Faye who can Faye and spike fill it to a point like 
Faye's wonderful to watch children try to steal her fingernails from and stuff. <laughs> but and now she's like now instead of being like broke, sad, underdressed, like first anime waifu mark one, like Faye actually has like stuff in her life and these like things she was saying like actually like, have like meaning and purpose. And you're like, ah, also I guess that sucks for her, huh? Now she's like ruining everyone's life by like forcing them to Earth, which leads to all the other stuff. Speaking of really entertaining moments in that first episode, uh, if we could just focus on the animation for the fight between Ludwig and Spike. Uh, It's just a lot of fun. It is very well animated, and it's one of my favorite things about anime. (laughs) It's the. I always get struck when I. Cowboy Bebop for like. This show came out in 1998 initially. I can't. and it yeah. comes out twice because I, I'll talk about it in a second a little bit of it's like it has just the dumbest history of any show in the world. But uh, <laughs> it's like it's so fucking perfectly colored. Like it's just a mm. gorgeous show and it like fairly like having kind of like bummer settings like these like little pops of color. are Awesome. Yeah, it's a very enjoyable to look. at. I mean, it's, it's one of the things. You know, I'm not a huge anime person. I don't watch a lot of it. Um, but, like, this show in particular visually grabs you, hooks you in right away. Do you want a, do you want a weird fun fact for that? Or, like, it's probably, the, probably a reason that helps it. So this show was made to sell toy spaceships. That was its original intention. Dope. <laughs> right yeah well it fucking worked because it uh, makes me want to live on a spaceship bounce between mars earth and venus all the goddamn time so basically it's a uh, bandai just was like making hand over fist off gundam and they were like can we do another show to like have another ip to sell and they're like they handed the show off to this person who like completely ignored the order that like they're basically like you can do whatever you want just have spaceships and they presumed like if you were told to have spaceships you would make them cool and he's just made them, like, all beaten up. And, like, the Bebop is a fishing boat and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, so, yeah like, honestly, that is what I love about the Bebop. Yeah. So it's, like, instead of, like, making, like, cool spaceships, he makes, like, sad beaten, beaten up, like, up. ones. Like, fly, like, Spike's ship is cool, but he, like, does not take care of it. And then it gets saved yeah, by Bandai's no. in, entertainment wing. And then it comes out. The show also comes out in Japan. Gets immediately canceled by the government for being too violent. <laughs> and, then, and then like public appeal gets it brought back like like six months later to finish out its run and that's why it has a like truncated ending because they're like we probably can't get away with running a second season yeah that was um i was really surprised when i dug into this show that it only was one season like i was texting you guys that literally as i was starting to watch it because you know with anime it can be so daunting you know you have these shows that just seem to run forever so when you're like oh we're gonna watch the last three episodes i'm like okay uh like out of how many like and it's like 24 or so 26 26 yeah it's a very weird numbered show yeah i think i think though that's what makes it so pure it's that you can never go back to really you know tap that well i mean you can't you they could but with a lot of effort you know, Cowboy Bebop is going to remain this kind of almost perfect thing at 26 episodes forever. I I honestly think, yeah, like the end of the show tells tells the exact like point of the show and like tries to like make you like stare at what he was like trying to get across the whole time. And like even to the like last like frame of just being like, 
this is about not averting your past. <laughs> like, this is about, like, having to, like, understand, like, what made you who you are. Like, this is what we're trying to do. Do you get it? Like, he, the show, like, ends really, really well. Like, obviously, like, the two terrible fucking speeches about Tiger Cats and Mount Kilimanjaro move it from a <laughs> 10 out of 10 to a, like, a really solid, like, 8.59, but <laughs> it's still really good. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute about how this, uh, how the show Archer just uh, explicitly stole this show's opening credits? Because <laughs> oh, that it was really did. wild. I, I thought about that the first time I saw Archer, and then I'm like, this is like Tank for sure. And then it, like, <laughs> then it just like wasn't. It's like, a, like, the music is like, the Archer music is like a pastiche of this music, and then... Like, you even have, like, very almost identical shots of, like, something turning into a spaceship and flying across the middle of the screen. I'm just like, wow, that is, there's inspiration, and then there's just blatantly ripping off. They also kind of share inspiration families. Like, Archer is based on those kind of, like, late 70s, early 80s, like, um, sure. like agency shows. Spy, and, yeah. 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 To a point, Cowboy get Bebop smart, too. that kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like, I just, I think it's super fun that this is uh, a different culture's interpretation of these shows that like we kind of dig and like. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 there's a real interesting circular feedback loop of you know Eastern and Western cultures feeding into each other, especially from kind of the noir side of things and westerns and samurai movies, just kind of like because you can swap out cowboys and samurais and. Like, that's what Hollywood did. Like, they took Japanese samurai movies and they made them into westerns and vice versa. Like, you could just do that. And it, it's it's fun to to see how those play and influence each other. I guess with, because I've already rambled on it. Chris, what would, like, because you've not interacted with the show at all. What did you think, like, the point of it was, I guess, as my curiosity, my morbid curiosity that does not I mean, benefit the review at all? It's hard to say, especially because, so, like, the... Uh, you know, we watched the last three episodes, and the second episode, or the the first episode, was so focused on Ed and Faye, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, like Gold Star. And so, like, to go from that and that to be my introduction, where Spike is the main character, and the you know the culminating final two episodes are all about the end of his journey. It's like, oh well, I don't have as good of a sense of who this character is or was and what has led them to this point. So, it, you know, for me, it was just, I think I was spending too much time, like, figuring just, like, the plot out and, like, oh, why is Earth weird? And, oh, they're, like, assassins and guns and spaceships. And uh, I literally, one of my notes while watching this was spaceships, but also cars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, that car's sick, though. <laughs> well, it's just, like, there's like pretty normal ass cars and then also interstellar travel and i'm like oh okay so i was well don't forget that shotguns pistols and machine guns haven't really evolved either (laughs) right no yeah exactly so i don't know i i think i was just like too busy piecing together the world to like understand what the final point of the episode was or the the series was that's fair. That's kind of what I love about Cowboy Bebop too, is that there are very few episodes that truly dive deeper into that world. Um, I can think of a couple 
involving the hypergate system that mm-hmm. kind of goes into more of the backstory of it but it's just it feels like such a such a large universe um that you don't really get to explore that keeps it imaginative and om- ominous and fun it's very engrossing and enveloping at the same time and uh, th- that's what drew me in watching Cowboy Bebop when I was a kid. I caught it on Tsunami. And I think the first episode I watched was, I don't know, one of the two-parters in the middle of the run. And it just, it grabs you. It's kind of like a Miziagi film, you know? You realize that there is a greater world to the story that's being told. And it all just kind of grabs you. Brian, we're going to need you to do uh, take two on, on what kind of film that is. Miziagi? No, try again. Give it, give it one more go. Miziagi? Mitsiagi. I fuck, dude. This I don't know. Now I'm well self-conscious with the about it. opening from early, from in the Christmas. Session, <laughs> well, man. let's not go back to that. Uh, so, someone very clearly recorded. didn't take one year of Japanese in college, like some of us did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I took French, which held slightly longer than your japanese (laughs) i took french in high school i lived in france it was fine i forgot all of it now because french people french people weren't very nice to me and i didn't want to go back (laughs) yeah i had uh one of my ras uh, head out to france for a year and she says french people are rude They're not rude. They're just, uh, they're abrupt. Wait, <laughs> they're before, just like, yeah, it's like, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like Illinois drivers. <laughs> yeah, good. French people, <laughs> French people just interact with you like you're dumb and it's fine. You are, yeah. as especially as an American when I was there in, right to like 2007, you know? So we oh, were especially yeah. dumb looking. <laughs> so cool. yeah cool 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 but hey chris you know the thing where it showed phase like in her past where the like there was like a flash when she was in a spaceship right before she like got frozen or whatever yeah that was a pretty pretty wild twist <laughs> that was the gate above earth exploding which shredded earth's atmosphere and now it gets hit by asteroids so it's functionally unlivable and that's why they're like remapping well, it there you yeah, go yeah <laughs> and and those asteroids are actually chunks of the moon which got destroyed in the lunar gateway fuck it whatever yeah see chris it all makes yeah. sense oh okay. I, I mean well to to your point brian like i i everything i said it wasn't a criticism like i was interested in like oh what is this world and it would be a place i'd like to spend more time in and get a better understanding of like it it was imaginative and engrossing and like wanted to like dig deeper into it so um you I, know i could definitely see myself revisiting this series again especially only being one uh, season long, like going back and cruising through it from the beginning. There's a really, really great movie too. If you want to, if you want to have like spend another two hours watching Cowboy Bebop stuff. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop, the movie. That is actually one of my first exposures to Cowboy Bebop is I had a friend uh, in grade school, shout out Cody, wherever you are, who is super into anime and he's like yeah my brother's taking me to see the cowboy bebop movie and i'm like like what 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 i had no idea like <laughs> i'm like that's that's not the digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh we typically talk about <laughs> <laughs> do you know the uh you know you want to know uh one of the last lines in that movie chris sure it was all a dream oh boy <sighs> 
because it links up. Fuck, man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, nerd stuff. Chris is the is the walking towards a group of people with guns with while doing a finger gun and saying bang. The most badass thing that's ever happened in animation slash all of cinema, <laughs> or the second most. Uh, I mean, you'd have to ask Chris Evans and the Losers while he does it to uh, Don't Stop Leaving by Journey. But, I mean, it was pretty good. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Just aped it. Just straight up aped it. So, John, let's explain to me in this final episode who these frog-looking guys are. What's what's happening? Like, why is everyone trying to kill everyone? And lay it lay it out for me all right so uh, that is spike before he met jet was a member of a crime family called the red dragon syndicate he was attempted to be they attempted to kill him at one point that's why he has the fake eye in the accident he talks about where Uh-oh. he's yelling at okay Faye. which by the way people are way too aggressive to Faye in that whole episode there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of lady getting yelled at and lady getting grabbed which is kind of uncomfortable so there's kind of a power struggle within the clan. Spike used to work very closely with Vicious. Like, they were kind of, like, in... He was, like, a real together. John Wick type. Yeah. They're, like, brought okay. up together. They're kind of, like, the only two who could, like, conceivably stop the other one from doing whatever the hell they wanted. Uh, Vicious makes a little, like, a power grab because he's like, you guys suck at running this clan. I love crime and I love killing. Oh, boy, here I go killing again. Oh, uh, beat me to it. <laughs> oh boy here i go killing again uh so he like makes the coup um the initial people who try to kill spike are actually from like the older people because they're like well we should probably kill that spike guy too he knows them and they're like trying to kill julia etc it's just a lot of lot of and then vicious takes over and he's like we should probably still kill spike because fuck that guy he abandoned us (laughs) if there was one thing the elders got right yeah. Was, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> really agree with not liking the one person who could conceivably stop me. Uh, and like, so he comes up with this elaborate initially too when Spike leaves, cause he wants to run off with Julia, which kind of makes their, her ending a little more tragic. It's like, he's like, Hey, like we can like just leave this all behind and like bail. And she's like, no dude, I love crime. Crime is so good. So she like doesn't kill him or like, but like doesn't, necessarily like help avoid it all that stuff and he assumes she's dead because she didn't follow orders that's like mm-hmm. the whole episode that's why it's like oh julia said hi he's like what the fuck <laughs> and he like runs off immediately or like not julia said hi though when shen tells him like julia's here and he's like the fuck she is <laughs> and so like he like gets all like that's why he's suddenly because you saw in the first episode he's a super aloof character he's like the epi- like his way of coping with how bad his life is is nihil like how disappointing his life went is nihilism where it's like this doesn't matter i'm just here trying to get some fucking beef like (laughs) so i can like i know the world is sad i know all these people that i'm interacting with have horrible problems and i just really want to get some beef it's like if john wick smoked (laughs) that's a great way to great way to put him (laughs) i Actually, I was, um, because I've been really into Knives Out and how that movie was, like, written and put together. I saw there's, like, the character note on Ransom was, like, I want him to look like he has expensive things but doesn't take care of them. And that's kind of, like, Spike is, like, he has Mm -hmm. the things from his former life and his, like, skills, but he just, like, couldn't, like, he has a great spaceship that is, like, shot up 
like he doesn't take care of stuff and then there's there's like a juxtaposed scene of him like cleaning up his guns to be like all right i care now like i'm gonna i'll try once to like care about life but yeah that's like basically just there's the past in cowboy bebop and that it doesn't get explained super well a lot of the time like the only one who like really you get a lot of detail on is like why jet has a busted up arm and leg in one so, of the episodes because yeah. he was like a, co- a cop who gets betrayed and is like well he's yeah he, he's got two past episodes you know like the lady that burned him and then the gun that shot his arm off <laughs> and leg off then he gets shot in the other leg that guy's bad at dodging bullets yeah Spike he gets is. shot zero um, times <laughs> <laughs> wait he got his leg taken off well, he got shot in. He got shot in this episode. Yeah, he has a. Oh, ro- I mean, one he got shot one. in this episode. I didn't yeah. know he had a mechanical leg as well. Yeah, mechanical leg, oh, yeah. mechanical arm, and then a little dealy on his eye. Yeah, I knew he got all. Thing. That's hard to miss. It's kind of got cable-y. all fucked up. Yeah, got all huh. fucked up, man. He did not have a good go of it. That's why. That's why he wants to take care of people. He's the. He's the running rock because he was running from his his past, but he wants to be stable for the people <laughs> around him. And when there's that real weird scene with. The old Native American man with yeah, that a scene was weird. PS1. <laughs> I don't know. It's just telling you Spike's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or yeah. does he die? Oh, I, it's all a dream, man. I don't it's know. all a dream. You're going to carry that weight. <laughs> it's interesting you bring up Knives Out because uh, when I did a little bit of research into this show after watching the episodes, mostly because I wanted to find out if anyone brings up the fact that you know archer stole its opening theme uh they said that one of the uh influences that this show has had is actually on uh ryan johnson and was actually a big inspiration behind one of his first movies brick oh love that movie that's interesting i'll have to watch that i i was blown away by that so i'll have to watch rick oh Oh. yeah watch brick Uh, oh no i thought you said Rick, not Brick. Oh, I no. love Brick. Brick's yeah, incredible. Brick. Yeah, <laughs> Brick's awesome. Yeah. Although Brett, Rick, Brick Rick is a Rick. member of Flight of the Concords. I was gonna say Rick. Rick is either the sequel or the prequel to Brick. Uh, <laughs> there's a Brick. There's a Rick, and then there's Brick. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, Chris, do you want to go in on writing and directing a, directing my new film, Rick? It's just basically a white person version of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, uh, I don't know. Do we need one of those? No. Yeah, we'll no. we'll put we'll put ScarJo in it. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> gotta have ScarJo because she can play right, any race. She wants. She would be she would be really good casting for Faye though. Let's not lie about that. No. An Asian person would be. <laughs> well, I guess no one's really of a race. All... Yeah, no, yeah. you shut the hell up. Yeah, I suppose. I think, like, I just, because I've been so It bored didn't stop so her many... from doing Ghosts in the Shell. Yeah, that movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that movie blew. <laughs> I don't think anyone was asking for that to be a live-action adaptation, too. Where it's like, no. yeah, you know what one we need? This <laughs> This intense political anime. Can we make that into a live action movie if that for some reason is an action movie? I'm really glad Akira's dead in the water. Cause that just was not gonna end well. Still gotta, <laughs> just, still I think we see Akira. 
Oh, oh man, it's actually getting an IMAX release this summer, allegedly. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I guess maybe's the better word. <clears throat> who would so, you put in the white? Who would you white guy cast this with? Chris Pratt can stay the hell away from this, for starters. Chris Pratt can stay the hell away from most things right now. <laughs> what about, what about Chris, Chris Pine? Which which Chris would you cast? <laughs> oh, I would... Neither. Neither. If Timothy Chalamet decided to grow two feet, then I think I'd cast him as Spike. Paul Rudd. I would put Paul Rudd as Spike. That would be fun for everybody. <laughs> kind of got that doofy handsomeness that'll work yeah you're not wrong yeah. that's a good cast that's a good yeah. casting yeah you're welcome everybody <laughs> you uh donate to our patreon so then we'll crowdfund this i'm sure it'll only cost like <laughs> i don't know 70 million dollars uh, <laughs> right uh bradley cooper is jet oh that's fun yeah <laughs> just, just ugly him up a little <laughs> <laughs> We watched the last three episodes of this uh, just because, you know, your prerogative. Screw you, watch this. If you were to recommend where someone should start this series, is there a perfect starting point to get them in? Like, would you start with episode one? Would you start a different episode to be like, oh, this is where it'll hook you? Because, like, I always think about the discussion people have about Doctor Who, and they're always like, oh, where do you start with Doctor Who? And a lot of people say Blink. And so it's like, what's, where's, where's the perfect starting point for this show, for new? I think starting with the first episode's a really good choice because that's actually a super good episode too. Um, it kind of introduces like all the, it actually does a really good introduction of kind of like all the core themes of the show. It's it's got its like nonsense little universe going on. It has its fun little slapstick bits. You're gonna be missing a lot of characters. Because you get okay. like introduced to Faye and Ed as the show run on runs on and nine, um, you just kind of have like Spike and Jet, and you're just you'll be like left with this like weird feeling of like sadness at the end. I think like the two core themes of Cowboy Bebop are like um, accepting what you've done and like what the weight of what you've done carries, and it's different for every person, as well as um, other people's trauma doesn't matter i guess ultimately to your own goals because you're because there's like there's her this show is like horrifically sad like when you like actually like think about it but like the main thing at the end of it is just trying to get some fucking beef for your beef and bell peppers and that's like that's more important to them than anything else so like they see these like terrible things and they're just like god it would be really nice to eat some bell peppers (laughs) with some beef (laughs) for once in my life so, and the first episode's an incredible bummer. <laughs> so, there you go. First episode's awesome. It's really, really good. It's a great fucking episode. John, if I may add to that, if you did not want a bummer of an ending for a first episode to watch for Cowboy Bebop, I forget what episode it is exactly, but there is an episode where uh, they're all, the gang is searching for a bounty, and they keep getting interrupted by this other bounty hunter who's a cowboy. Oh, that guy rules. <laughs> that guy, that episode's fucking awesome. That's the best one, yeah. That's a really good episode. Right? That's a really good episode, and it's kind of like a slapsticky episode. The nice thing about Cowboy Bebop, it's largely anthology, 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 oh, fuck. You got anthological. It, I you. Anthological. Yep. 
Thank you. Anthologized. <laughs> there's just there's just this hump in the middle of the word. Can't get over. Um, so you could really start anywhere, and uh, as long as it doesn't, as long as the episode title doesn't end with part one or part two, you're gonna be fine. What's uh? What's the episode that's like? I, it, I, it sticks with me from, like, my childhood to a little, like, even till now. Like, I can still kind of remember the, like, gut punch of watching it. Um, they're, like, he's, like, the, he can, can, like, inflate himself. He's, like, the weird little, like, 1920s, like, jester character. And, oh, like, yeah. That's, uh. And, like, just, uh, and it's such, uh, like, like, a fun. Le Poirot. Yeah, like, an incredibly, it's like, Poirot, weird. Sorry. Slapsticky episode. It takes place in, like, a carnival. And then it just, like, ends yep. on the biggest, like. You're the biggest like Hello, downer boy. in the world and you're just like oh my god why why do i feel like weird empathy and hatred of myself for feeling empathy now and stuff it's a super smart yeah. show it's a smarter show than it's it a great show for. that's a great episode yeah that's that's like the one thing that like i wish i had seen more of it because i could you know it i think what illustrates is that it's a good show is that like i could feel the weight of those final episodes even knowing nothing about that show like you could feel the culmination and like again that made me want to go back and watch it from the beginning to like get the full emotional impact of the end of that series you just watched an anime that ended with a katana fight and we're like this has emotions (laughs) (laughs) which is people are still using katanas (laughs) like frankly if you're using that guy's a weeb that guy's a fucking dork for bringing out a katana (laughs) <laughs> I would have loved to hear that. I would love to hear that in the actual like fight. And it was like, you fucking weeb. Shut up. <laughs> it's Cirque. It's a cool katana. It's a cool weapon. Everyone a has sword, a gun. <laughs> it's signed by Randy Jackson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that whole fight is kind of like hilarious in hindsight, but in the moment you're like, <gasps> like a- and the music is it so is, fucking good. The music It's kind of ridiculous. Everything is so good. That that fight is ridiculous where it's like sword and gun and like it's blocking with the butt of the gun. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's funny. Like it's cool, but it's also like this is crazy. Like <laughs> it has that sweet badass moment where they like switch their weapons back. Oh yeah. Like, both like yeah. disarm each other and it's like no, we're fighting to the super death. It's like you guys should just try hugging. Just like hug it out. You guys used to like <laughs> each <you> other. <laughs> Don't you let a girl get in between you. That's weird, man. <laughs> be buds. Can't we all just be friends? No. <laughs> Why not? Because I have to that's kill what... everybody. Whoa, okay, fine. Whatever. That's what happens yeah, when you let you. someone name you vicious. Like, <laughs> you have to, you, you spend way too long okay, living up either to that name. S- Oh, yeah, consider that guy's parents that named him Vicious. Also, consider the weave that would name himself Vicious after having a normal name, like Gary. They were, they were given those names by their the Dragon Syndicate. Oh, well then, yeah, fuck the Dragon Syndicate. Like, that's, why, that's why homie's named Spike. I don't know how Julia got away with a normal ass name. Really. <laughs> Spike's, Spike's pretty, pretty normal, too, compared to Vicious. Vicious. These are these two these two boys are the same side of a co- or same coin different side fuck uh they're not so we'll different them and them yes <laughs> we will name one vicious and the other one spike 
What's Chris, what was your what was your uh, standout moment where like what moment worked for you the most? What moment worked for me the most? And I don't know. The, again, there was just like I I liked like some of the quieter moments actually too, like the part where they're just like fishing in the ruins of this flooded city was kind of cool just like a really fun visual to take in and be like oh like what's what's happening here like some some shit went down so i enjoyed that and then uh the bar shootout was fun just because it was very aggressive it was very bullet heavy and there's a lot of shooting a lot of shooting (laughs) in anime is fun (laughs) yeah uh i like that cowboy bebop as a show doesn't um doesn't ever take you to the side and do like dumb things that sometimes post-apocalyptic media does where it's like oh back in the before times when this all was new york city and it was beautiful it's just like the characters accept their dumb universe and there's which is like what would happen like you wouldn't be like like yeah we're fucking space cowboys there's an actual guy on a horse sometimes uh don't go to earth it's a minefield also you'll die (laughs) <laughs> yeah in, instead of getting this long drawn out sequence of what earth was it was it's more or less a conversation like what is this it's new york <laughs> okay <laughs> why does it suck asteroids moon blew up cool oh where's our bounty right. <laughs> who are All you right, where, where's the next guy <laughs> whatever <laughs> cool easy enough <laughs> All right, well, should we give our final judgments on this one? Yeah. Christmas classic. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a special spike, a very bad vicious, or a fine fae? Because girl is fine. That is a cartoon woman. Yep. I said what I said. (laughs) All right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Brian, that's the picture I used on Steam. (laughs) <laughs> is that the picture that you also put on your full body pillow? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> My waifu body pillow. Whatever, man. Yeah, man. OG, waif- OG waifu. That why why reason- is this chair here? Huh? Why is this couch here? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. It's, it's a better waifu culture in the 90s. She's clearly above the age of 18, <laughs> which is better for everybody. <laughs> Anime goes away from that in a little bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no it's good you should watch the show though it's uh it's really fun yeah like it what slaps like in it yeah it's really quick quick watch you can watch some pretty colors you can feel some emotions on occasion it, it if you like like japanese media in general where there's a lot of tonal dissonance between one moment one moment to the next does that really really well so yeah have fun yeah i would i would say this is yeah also very good um if you're looking like it seems like a really good entry point into more adult anime because it's like it's definitely not for kids but it's also not like i feel like some anime can get like really weird like really quick um and like this is like grounded enough but you know sci-fi enough that it's interesting but not so much that it turns you off so um yeah, if you're looking to get into anime, this might not be a bad place to uh, give a go. There's, like, three animes I say that are, like, easy for people to, like, get into anime as Americans that, like, work with our sensibilities really well. 
Um, like this, I, Cowboy Bebop's the easiest. It's like based off Western media. Um, Kuroko no Basuke. It's a show about basketball. It you've seen the movie. I promise. It's just sometimes these people have superpowers now. And then um, Haiku is also pretty easy to get into. As an American, it's about volleyball, so you have like something you understand to start with. And it's like, you kind of realize that anime is about distilling down kind of like the under, like something super relatable and distilling it down to like that the whole show just becomes about that relatable thing in a fun setting. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, animes. <laughs> Thank you, John, for taking us through uh, one of your personal favorites. I know I enjoyed it. Yeah. But for the... I, I too, enjoyed this. Yeah, well, well I, Brian was on my team, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah team, team, team Weeb. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> team Bebop. Yeah. Team, team Bebop. Well, for our second installment, Brian is going to take over. Brian, do you want to tell people what we're going to be watching? Well, boys, earlier I mentioned I was drinking bourbon. And where does bourbon come from? Whiskey. Is it Kentucky? Can, can, it is ba- Kentucky. Barrels. And guess what show is based in Kentucky? Is That's it? right. We're watching the first episode of Justified. Dude, yes, oh, the best. Okay. <laughs> so excited. All right. I love Justified so much. I ne- never would have guessed it a million years. I've been rewatching it. It's awesome. This is the best. This is the best and podcast. <laughs> we have any viewers left by the time we get around to christmas again dude justified is so good (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna do the whole episode in kentucky accents (laughs) dixie mafia bourbon it's gonna be great all right i just uh that show is just perfect it's It's just so good it's the best so good and since we're past the 10-year anniversary of the first episode releasing i just felt it was appropriate to see if it holds up oh it's i'm sure see if we can enjoy it i'm sure it's still perfect man oh it slaps dude it's so the one-liners in that show are incredible (laughs) it's awesome it's just so awesome it's probably like honestly i think if that show came out like five years later like when prestige tv tv was like everything and everywhere people would be like cranking off to it it's (laughs) Better than Mad Men. Ooh, yeah. wow. Bold. Yeah, Bold yeah claim. it is better. Well, it's got more gunfights. Yeah. It's wow. <laughs> one of the things I like about Mad Men is that it doesn't have a lot of gunfights. They don't it solve exactly. their problems just by killing people. Sons of Anarchy. Cough, <laughs> they, cough. Well, pretty much. Sons of Anarchy gets... It goes from a very good show with a lot of heart to just actually the worst show on television. Yeah, it's so really fast. terrible. Where it's like the for, the for episode one, the character shows incredible battle where he has to where he has to appeal to his friends and family by committing a murder, which he doesn't want to do. Episode like nine hundred, he explodes a church. <laughs> <laughs> what? Actually, we shouldn't laugh, but that's funny. <laughs> it's basically character development. It. Yeah, <laughs> that character development is becoming a vicious psychopath. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for Justified, but until yeah. May, you can always rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That always helps us out. You know, we want to grow our audience as we get into the 
you know, second season of Christmas, but, uh, you know, you can help us out by doing some of that stuff or follow us on social media. We're getting close to a hundred Instagram followers. So that's kind of fun. Uh, at, at Yuletide TV, Instagram, Twitter, we're there. You can find us Yuletide TV at gmail.com. If you want to email us, give us some suggestions. We have a couple bonus episode spots. We still need to fill. So, um, email you know, Chris about Digimon give us some ideas. Still. Yeah, I'd still hear your opinions. They're rebooting it. They're rebooting Digimon. Who knew? Again? I, is it a gritty reboot? Because I'd be into a gritty Digimon reboot. No, it's I like, already did that. No, it's like, yeah, season three and four. They're crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Dark Digimon No, they're like, reboots. they're taking the original characters and rebooting it in modern day. To, oh, that's because, fine. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like or if it's any good. I think it just started in Japan or is it it started this month. But I don't know if you got some insights into that. Let me know because I'd be curious. I wonder if it's like the games because I like people really, really like those modern games. And then they're like real dark. (laughs) So (laughs) like they're real. People are fucking just that. Like if I could force us to. If I could force us to review a video game, it would be I would think a Digimon Cyber Sleuth would be the funniest one to do. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like Persona, and I love playing Persona. <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we all have to devote eighty hours to this at a time we already don't have. <laughs> Actually, Chris, the first episode of the reboot was released uh, yesterday. Well, really, because it's April twenty fifth, Brian. So I think. You know, maybe it was released. I'm a seeing an weeks April fifth. I'm seeing an April fifth. Unless you're talking, what the fuck? The I'm, new I'm saying, game I'm saying Digimon today, Survive. Brian. I'm Brian. I'm saying today is oh, April twenty fifth. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's a good time to wrap up, as any. Uh, I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I am John. Uh, wash your hands, and we're glad you're still alive. <laughs> Stay alive. That actually, that gained extra meaning this time around. Yeah. In the year. Yeah. yeah. Hey. We we really are. We hope you wash safe. your hands. We hope uh, you're healthy. You can say Chris's opening monologue if you really love this podcast to get yourself through washing your hands. It's probably thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.